Welcome to American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. All right, I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but I know that a lot of people have already commented and it's been reported on at great length because this happened a few days ago. Uh, the clip of the male parent at the Loudoun County, Virginia school board meeting where he's shouting at the school board members for not reopening their schools and how they need to reopen their schools. I'm going to play the clip. I'm going to come in at the end and provide a little bit more context and again, a little more just sort of behind the scenes looks at, at why this happens. And then of course, what, what the real solution is, because a lot of people, unfortunately, in particular in talk radio are saying, well, you just need to run for school board, just run for school board and that'll fix it. Just run for school board. It's not quite that simple. It doesn't work quite that way. There's way more to it than that. And uh, I'll, I'll definitely get into it, but it's it's a it's a it's a war that can be won, but it has to be won in numbers, and that's really the key. So here's the clip. Here we go. You should all be fired from your day jobs because if your employers knew that you were more inefficient than than the DMV, you would be replaced in a heartbeat. I literally just finished a conference call because I'm having to multitask to be here to to address you guys. You're a bunch of cowards hiding behind our children as an excuse for keeping schools closed. You think you're some sort of martyrs because of the decisions you're making when the statistics do not lie that the vast majority of the population is not at risk from this virus. The garbage workers who pick up my freaking trash risk their lives every day more than anyone in this school system. Figure it out or get off the podium. Because you know what? There are people like me and a lot of other people out there who will gladly take your seat and figure it out. It's not a high bar. Raise the freaking bar. I'm going to give staff an opportunity to make sure that um, the podium and microphone have been. Sir, your time is finished. Can you please leave the courtroom? Okay. Thank you. I'll be back next time. And the next time. Do you open the freaking school? Can I ask the deputy to please make sure the gentleman that leaves the boardroom? So I've said it before, and this is exactly what happens when you perpetuate lies and you spread lies. It's only a matter of time before, again, people wake up to those lies. And many people, of course, never bought it. I happen to be one of those people. There are lots of those people. But we never bought into the lies, and we never we never towed the line when it came to the mask wearing and all the nonsense because, well, we're literate and we can read. And many parents, of course, are literate and can read, and many parents are doctors Many of them are nurses. Many of them are lawyers. Um, the parents of these children are, are, you know, many of them are well-educated individuals and, and uh, critically think by themselves and, and don't need help with it. But when you have a bureaucratic agency like a school board, they're interested in power. They're not interested in doing what's right. If they were interested in doing what's right, the actual answer would be that they wouldn't even exist. The actual position of school board members or having an actual school board wouldn't even be a thing because there was a time in American history when they didn't exist. And education was actually better as a result. So the less bureaucratic education institutions tend to be, the more successful they tend to be. If you, if you can imagine a school environment of just being made up of teachers, 
parents and students, that particular environment with no one else, that particular environment would be highly successful. And some of those environments actually exist. Now, yes, some of them are called charter schools and some charter schools are ineffective, but homeschooling environments, of course, are free of all those constraints and those are the most effective learning environments of all. So with all of that aside, when I hear talk show hosts and, and, and talk news radio or, or talk radio, whatever you want to call it, when I hear all of them say, well, you know, an angry parent will call in and talk with them about what's going on in a local school district, and then the talk show host says, well, why don't you just run for office? In fact, that's, one of the, that's just one of the phrases that we're hearing time and time again. Well, why don't you just run for office? Just run for school board. If you're in the minority on a school board, your say means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. You have to be in the majority, and the people in the majority have to be of like mind. But see, this is a Saul Alinsky play, which is why so many city councils and so many school boards are filled with like-minded individuals, because that's, that's, their, that's their tactic that's in their playbook. Overtake school boards, overtake city councils with like-minded people, push out people who are for freedom and independence. Don't let them in, but if one of them ends up getting in, well, we'll, we'll make their life a living hell, and we'll just make things miserable for them, and then they won't be able to do anything or say anything. And of course, because they have the minority vote, anything that they actually want to happen won't happen. So it's not just, we'll run for school board. It has to be done in numbers. Numbers of like-minded, free, and independent individuals who love freedom and independence have to run against all of these board members. And, and frankly, using their own statistics and their own actions against them as, as a motivation to run and convince a populace that it's a good idea, I mean, it's right out in the open and anybody can use it and they should. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to win because the people who voted for the current corrupt school board that, that potentially exists, of course, and many of them are, um, the, those same voters are going to be the same people that vote for the same people. The likelihood of them changing their vote to someone who says, we need to open up all the schools again, we need to get back to work, we need to do this, we need to do that. While that all is common sense, don't you, you can't look at a school board and expect common sense, and you also can't look at voters who are voting for these individuals who tend to be on the left and expect them to have common sense either. So the long-term answer is, that individuals do have to run for school board, yes, but they also have to have a plan in place where they're going to say the word no on a consistent basis, and that they're going to vote against these kinds of policies that are lying to the American people about this virus being deadly and we're all going to die. And now, now of course, it's being reported that one mask uh, is ineffective, that people need to wear two, three, and even four masks. In fact, NBC had a doctor on saying that four masks is the most effective way. Four masks. It's, it's beyond absurd. Tomorrow it will be five, and then it will be six, and then they'll suggest that we walk around and hit each other with uh, a rubber mallet, because that will be the only way to, to not get COVID-19. So you have to run for school boards, but you have to do so in numbers with freedom and independence in mind. You have to take the majority of the school board on your side, and then you have to tell everybody the word no when you start making policy. 
because those school boards will get pressured. They'll be blackmailed. They'll be bribed. They'll be, uh, goodness gracious. I mean, they'll be tempted with kickbacks, uh, financial kickbacks for implementing particular curriculum and instruction, and they just have to keep saying no. And the best decision that a school board can make, frankly, is, is remarkably simple, and that's to operate as if they don't even exist. Eliminate property taxes, decrease the number of staff that are inside of a building because many, many individuals who work inside of a school building are unnecessary, and that's a lot of money that's, that's being wasted, and districts waste a ton of money. They're very, very good at it, as I've said in, in previous episodes. It's one, of their, it's one of their greatest skills is wasting money. And then on top of that, they have to resist any outside influence from state school board associations, from state departments of education, and they just have to say no. Because ultimately, the real job of a school board is to represent the individuality of each teacher in a classroom setting and the needs of those students and parents. Because it's not the job of the school or the school board to raise the child. That's not the point. The point is to take the restraints off of teachers so that they can teach their subject without restraint and without all the confines that they have to operate under in order to just teach factual information. I mean, think about that. We have countless school boards firing countless administrators and teachers on a day-in and day-out basis for teaching the truth about history and encouraging their students and, uh, you know, and teachers who are encouraging their students to investigate real history. But they're losing their jobs as a result, and that's because school boards are enforcing such policies. So no one likes the status quo more than a school board. And while showing up and screaming at a school board, you know, feels good and sounds good and it, it, it can motivate people and it's not always a bad thing, they've got to do it in numbers. Um, but you can't expect, as I've said too in the past, you can't expect the tyrannical to not act tyrannically. They're just going to continue to, to behave the way that they behave until someone runs against them. And this business of asking them to step aside, that's not going to happen. You can't expect a tyrant to give up power. They're in that place for that very purpose in the first place. So that's just the way that it is. But there are lots of different options here, and it's not, it's not simply yelling or screaming or even running for school board. You have to do so in numbers, and that's the only way that freedom and independence can make its way back into the American education school system. Thank you for listening to American Education FM. Don't forget to check out AmericanEducationFM.com where you can make a small donation or even email us and be a guest on the podcast. Until next time, never stop learning, never stop reading, and never stop unlearning. Thanks for listening, and God bless.